A season that we'll never forget for so many reasons. And City have their hands on the trophy again. Five times in ten years now. 16 trophies since they won the FA Cup back in 2011. This season, well, it seems like an even greater achievement than ever before. It has been the perfect day to become the champions of England, to lift the trophy once again and to say farewell to the legend that is Sergio Aguero. Welcome to the latest episode of the Man City podcast. I'm your host, Rob Pollard. City beat Everton 5-0 on the final day of the Premier League season on Sunday to finish the campaign in style. Kevin De Bruyne, Gabriel Jesus and Phil Foden all scored before Sergio Aguero came off the bench to bag two on his final Etihad appearance as a Manchester City player. It was an emotional occasion. Few players have written themselves into Manchester City's storied history quite like Sergio Aguero. He's won 15 major trophies in 10 years at the football club. He's scored 260 goals in 389 appearances. He's our all-time leading goal scorer. He sits fourth on the list of all-time Premier League scorers with the best goals-to-minute ratio in the competition's history and has scored more Premier League hat-tricks than any other player. He also provided the world with one of the most exhilarating sporting moments when he scored deep into stoppage time on the final day of the 2011-12 season as City ended a 44-year wait for a league title. The word legend, often overused, is absolutely justified in Sergio's case. His place in the pantheon of Manchester City greats is very much secure. After the win over Everton, we lifted the Premier League trophy and then bid farewell to Sergio. He now has one more opportunity to play for us in next weekend's Champions League final, no less, before he departs in the summer as a free agent. Today's podcast looks back on an emotive day at the Etihad Stadium that also saw the return of fans after a 14-month hiatus. We can get into the second half, but it feels that wouldn't be appropriate. We should only be talking about one man, and that man is Sergio Aguero. Yeah, and it's all we've spoke about um, all day and... Um, just gets better and better and better all the time and you know the, the, the goals they scored were ridiculous you know he's came in the pitch um, everybody wanted him to score his first one the quick feet and the finish was outrageous and then spoke about him scoring all sorts of goals and scoring the second goal they probably could have had three or four in the end which, which would have been so fitting but just as you said and I know the guys are the same just honoured to have been here to see in his last game we were so close to getting that hat-trick and it, and it felt like it, it almost came. But that's, that's the credit to him, you know, to be able to do that in 30 minutes. That's no small feat, is it? <laughs> it's incredible. Um, the, the finish, the touch and the movement of the ball and then outside of his foot into the corner. And then people lose that. Uh, he's drifted in between two six-foot-four centre-halves to head a ball and he's five-foot-seven. You know, that's his football brain again, working all the time, finding the maximum opportunities to get a strike, uh, strike on goal. And... Um, it doesn't surprise any of us. It doesn't. We're not surprised that he comes on his final game and gets a brace. It's it's quite remarkable. Oh, now here's Aguero. He's in the box. He's still going. He's put it into the net. Oh, it's an absolutely joyous moment. Oh, it is exactly what everyone wanted to see. And Edison has come from one end of the pitch to the other to get involved in the celebration because you couldn't write it. Aguero comes onto the field and what does he do? He scores a goal and he adds to his incredible scoring record. It's 259 now for 
for Aguero. We wondered if a chance would come. You bet it did. And Aguero just eases it into the back of the net. And everything that you would have wanted from this particular day has come true. Back to Fernandinho. Oh, hang on. Aguero's in. He scored again. <laughs> and again, it's a Fernandinho assist. Right in the court. You can, this, this is fairy tale stuff. Oh, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, Kev, you're one of your, your favourite moments was, of course, seeing the goal at Crystal Palace, thinking that quite possibly might have been his last. It wasn't, thankfully. Uh -huh. there, there was two more there. I mean, how was it for you watching that uh, second And half? I wouldn't put it past him getting another one before he's done. Oh, it was brilliant, wasn't it? The lads have already said they were two outrageous goals. Top, top draw. Uh, and was really fit. I'm a little bit gutted that he's not got a hat-trick, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, like, yeah, but I thought he was going to come, I must admit. And, and let's not kid ourselves. This ain't just no pantomime out here. They're, they're trying to stop him scoring and he's, he's just got the answers he's got all the answers just me as well though but Paul it felt incredibly fitting that should it be the man to get two assists for him was Fernandinho of course two classic Fernandinho's it was the hurrying and the little kind of the, the, the quick tackle to win the ball and then the beautifully floated ball over I mean that felt quite appropriate that it was them two kind of linking up didn't it yeah it does and he's the, he's the next one isn't he hopefully to get a statue yeah. Um, at some point hopefully he's got another year at least in him because he's, he's been outstanding this season what is he 35 36 yeah um, and every time he's in the team, it just it makes you feel a little bit easier, you know, because I know Andy said it loads. It puts fires out left, right, and centre, um, and lets the other players go and play. But then the two assists today were fantastic, and he was he was one of the best players on the pitch today, Fernandinho. Michael Brown has been in the stadium doing commentary with Alistair Mann. Uh, Mr. Michael Brown, the most appropriate way for Sergio Aguero to finish his career at the Etihad Stadium, wasn't it? I can't stop laughing, to be honest with you. <laughs> Literally, when he got the ball, all the guys were saying in the studio, you're thinking, surely not. He sat a couple of people down and nonchalantly just curled it with the outside of his foot and said, that's what I do. It was a brilliant stuff. They've just seen the uplift in the stadium, all the... The players, the substitutes, everyone laughing, all jumping on top of him. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, does it, Keller? I bet you, I bet you were jumping around, I'm sure. Oh, jumping around. I mean, I, I couldn't. I mean, I was a little bit emotional, Michael, I'll be honest with you. I think lots of people are. But it's important to remember as well, it's not quite done yet. And we've said it here in the studio, it feels like he also might have a part to play come next Saturday in Porto, mightn't he? Yeah, he might. It's obviously up to the manager what, what part he does. And you can see he wasn't obviously fully fit to have more time. You'd have expected him to have had more time if that was going to be the case but he's finishing there great header as well another couple of opportunities and a fitting moment I was speaking in commentary about if anybody deserves that type of ending send off at the Etihad yes there's another week to go but we've got to enjoy this one now and I'm just seeing all of the trophy sort of thing getting set up now and it's a great occasion and for Sergio Aguero to finish like that I just I just don't think he gets better than that is there's guys growing up and they'll tell you in the studio. I mean, that's, it's just a fairy tale stuff, as I said in commentary. Michael, we might just come to you in a little bit as the trophy is coming out, if you're still going to be in the stadium. Um, I thank think you, I will be. Lovely stuff. Uh, Mr. Michael Brown there, who's inside the Etihad Stadium. Um, we've just had a, I just had a little stat given to me there. 184 City goals in the Premier League. That is a new record. So, of course, Sergio Aguero, once again, breaking records. How many times have we said that over the last 10 years for one club? 184 goals in the Premier League. 
unbelievable. Just overtaken Wayne Rooney. It would seem that the noisy neighbours are well and truly on top. The city is blue. And, and of course, I mean, it was already secured. Uh, but, but Kev, we're, we're going to now have the, the trophy presentation, which is, means we are Premier League champions and rounds off again what has just been an unbelievable season in this league. Yeah, it's been, it's been incredible season. Um, a little bit of a, of a dodgy start as such, but once we started winning games, we've just been the team to beat, the team to catch, and no one can get near us. We, we've just been exquisite at times, and, and rightly so. Now they're going to pick up the trophy and deserve every moment. Well, speaking of picking up the trophy, uh, Kyle Walker has been with Jolien Lescott all day, and uh, he was actually speaking to Jolien earlier on about how uh, he, the players might be feeling when lifting a trophy. Now, one very special moment today is going to be the trophy lift. And I want to go back to 2012, a very special moment for all Manchester yeah. City fans, the first Premier League trophy lift. What was it like, though, as a player? The build-up to it, after the game had finished, when you're back in the dressing room before you come back out to get your medal to lift the trophy, what was that like? It's surreal, to be fair. That's one moment I never thought about, like, um, enjoying, uh, because... The year before we played in the FA Cup, and I remember having a, this is before camera phones and stuff. I had a little device that I went to get, so I ran in there, came back out, and it was all going off. I was like, I've missed it, I've missed it. So I weren't, that wasn't going to happen, you know what I mean? So I was just around, and I remember just thinking, just get the right footwear on. I don't want to be falling over with the trophy or anything stupid. So I went in sh inside, got my trainers, and then just came out, and I just, it, it was crazy, you know what I mean? Everyone was just high in emotion. It's different to today because we know. It's, it's here today. We're here to enjoy that occasion where the first one was like, we didn't know until it happened, you know what I mean? So, different, but I'm sure the players enjoy it just as much. Now, I know we've spoken so much about the fans being back, but it feels like it's written in the stars that the first game they're back here at the Etihad is the one where we lift the Premier League trophy. Yeah, rightly so. Um, obviously, every fan for every team has enjoyed a, a tough season, um, but when your team has won something... Um, yeah, you deserve to, to be there and, and celebrate with them because we all know without them there is no there is no game. So the fact that they're here, um, we'll hear them. Um, I've, again, I've been lucky enough to, to witness fans in the stadium early in the week, but it'll be crazy today. Fernandinho will be lifting the Premier League trophy, but also Sergio Aguero will get his turn on it as well. It's going to be an emotional moment. Very emotional. I'm sure that is in the in the plans for them to lift it together. Um, I think every fan, every, everyone associated with Man City wants to see Sergio lift that trophy. Um, and if he's there holding it with Fernandinho, um, there'll be a massive moment for the club and an image that everyone can live. Hopefully they've been practicing as well. We don't, we don't want to drop it this time well, round. Well, there's enough to practice over the last three or four years. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, hopefully. There definitely has. What a moment it is. Manchester City being crowned Premier League champions. Oh, the fans, they're going absolutely wild. Jolene there was talking about remembering to kind of enjoy the moment. It can kind of, I mean, I guess for you guys, even, you know, the, 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 the Gillingham game or kind of then going up and the promotions and the championship, can you, can you kind of forget to enjoy the moment, Andy, in a way? It just kind of happens and before you know it, it's over. I think it's, um, yeah, the special moments, uh, it's different because the season's not over. You know, when it's over, then you, you, you completely just come down and, you, and there's a party and there's that feeling that the season's done and you're looking forward to that break. But for these players now, it's, um, you know, it's literally back into preparation tomorrow, so it's slightly different. They'll enjoy the moment. It'll be special in memory, but it won't be euphoric like, like we were, <laughs> the way we <laughs> celebrated. They're saving that for next week, hopefully. Yeah, and hopefully we can get a part of that somewhere. 
thing. I mean, that would be the dream. But that is, I think, kind of important to say. Their minds very much obviously will be here for the moment of Sergio and the fans being back. But they do know that next week has probably now become one of the biggest games in the club's history so far, Paul. Yeah, it is. And I think they enjoyed themselves last week when um, when it was announced <laughs> that we won the title. Pep certainly did, didn't he, with yeah. <laughs> um, But, no, look, they'll enjoy tonight, enjoy tomorrow. But then all the focus has got to be on next week. And a huge game and, and what an opportunity they've got to go ahead and win it. We've won it. 12 points. We've finished ahead of everybody else. It's been a great season, hasn't it? Yeah, incredible season. Um, you know, I was itching once we won it to get to get my hands on the, on the trophy and the medal. Um, but yeah, overall, incredible season from where we've come, where we where we were in December, around that time. I think it shows the strength of the boys. Just yeah, absolutely made up to be to achieve what we have already in the season. We've got another game to go. We, we can we can make some more history. But yeah, in these times. Covid times, everything's different. Everything's difficult. Games every three days. It's, it should be underestimated what what we've all done this season as, as a as a club. Yeah, really pleased and proud of everyone. You mentioned there about how far we've come after a, a bit of a patchy start. What changed from your perspective? Um, well, I couldn't tell you to be honest. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I think everyone's pulled away. Everyone's come together as a team, and the team that we have been for the last five years that I've been here. Um, if that's winning stuff or not winning stuff, I always feel we're, we're successful as a team and taking steps in the right direction. And honestly, I'm proud of every single one of the people here. Um, and, I, and we've just gelled together. I think that's what it is. We're a team, and, and that's why why we're so successful. Top performance today as well from everybody. I mean, yeah. that bodes well for, for next weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, and no, I'm really pleased to get a clean sheet. Score five goals against, you know, such a, a, a brilliant team in my eyes. We caused so many problems. We played them a few guys, uh, times this season, and um, they've not made it easy for us. So we knew what we were in for today. And to finish the, the Premier League on a high like that is um, it's what we needed. And to, to go into the next game, scoring so many goals and keeping a clean sheet is, is yeah, it's perfect. Champions League final is the biggest club game in world football. Yeah. Do you think you'll be nervous? No pressure. And, no. <laughs> Do you think you'll be nervous? And we've played Chelsea a couple of times recently beating us. Do you think those games will have any bearing on the final? No, definitely not. Um, I think we, we, we always learn from things that have happened in the past and um, Champions League final I'm sure everyone will be nervous but I think the lads wouldn't be where they are without knowing how to control those things big pressure big games we've got the the calibre of players for, for this occasion and we deserve to be there and, and, and you know hopefully we can be still talking with a, with a Champions League medal and a Champions League trophy for the for us and for the fans, um, but yeah, as I, as I said before, I don't think I think we take a lot of the um, things that we've learnt from from the games that we played Chelsea. We beat them at Stamford Bridge. I know it was a different manager. Um, I felt we were hard done by the last game, um, but it's, it's a totally di different kettle of fish. I think, and it's it's a it's a final. We've got the calibre of players, we've been in so many finals and we've got the passion and, and desire to win it. So we'll see what happens. One more question on Sergio. We've just seen the video there, what, what he means to this club, what a legend he is. Yeah. Just sum up what, what it's like to play with someone like that. Yeah, 
first of all um, absolute honour to play play with Sergio um, you don't realise what what kind of player and what he brings to the, the team and, and, and the club when he's playing um, for me the, the best the, that's the best striker in the Premier League maybe ever um, for what he's bring, what he's brought to the to the team um, trophies uh, as a person and uh, yeah just an absolute pleasure to play with him I've got some great memories that um, you know I'm, I'm, that'll last forever Phil medal looks great how do oh, you feel it feels beautiful and shiny feels great and we finished 12 points clear so we've not just won it by a little bit we've been the dominant team I mean it must be great to be part of this yeah definitely you know um, we started quite slow to the season and just to finish off like this today uh, for Sergio was um, a special moment and yeah we're all delighted right now but you know we've got to focus on the final now um, not celebrate too much today um, so yeah exciting times ahead what did change then because like you said we started patchy but we've, we've, we've been brilliant since since November what changed? Yeah you know the boss is a big part of that um, we went back to basics wingers staying high and wide and yeah it started clicking again we started getting the results and then from there on we looked unstoppable we went on a, um, a long streak of um, winning without losing and and yeah we're just happy to, to win the league not only like you said just by a little distance but by a big distance so yeah and to finish with a performance like that today, I mean that bodes well for next weekend, the biggest game we've, we've ever been involved in. Definitely, we, you know we spoke before, just make sure we finish strong today to give us the confidence going into the final. So, thought we play some of our best football tonight as well, um, and um, it's just different with the fans being there, uh, being behind you. It definitely helped today uh, for us to play better. What's the plan for this week? Rest, train well, and then eat well, and then and then go into the final as best we can. Yeah, maybe have like one or two days off, um, rest the mind, and get get straight back to work and working hard for the final. And just one quick one on Sergio because he's just yep. an absolute legend for this club. You've seen him both as a fan and played alongside him. How do you sum up his contribution and how good a player he is? <sighs> oh man, he's unbelievable, isn't he? Yeah, you know how much the fans love him and. All the players, you can see that today when he scored, everyone went over celebrating with him. Um, you know, I was a ball boy here watching him for many years score so many goals. So it's sad to see him go, but yeah, wish him all the best in, in whatever he does next. Brilliant. Congratulations, Thank Phil, you. and good luck next weekend. Thank you. We are going to reveal this year's Etihad Player of the Season as voted for by you. Now, we also heard of the General Secretary from the Supporters Club who told us that this is the most votes that have ever been cast for Etihad's player of the season. There were three finalists in the form of Mares, Gundogan and Ruben Diaz. And I can now reveal that the Etihad player of the season, as chosen by you, the fans, is Ruben Diaz. The rock at the heart of our defence, arguably has transformed Manchester City's solidness at the back. And here he is right now receiving his award. He is our Etihad player of the season. Thank you for voting in me, your Etihad player of the season. Good block, good defending. This is excellent defending from Ruben Diaz. I'm very pleased, obviously, uh, but I won't by any chance uh, let go that I'm only here and I'm only receiving this because we won the Premier League, we won the Carabao and we're in the final of the Champions League. And on that, 
the big credit goes to the team, goes to my teammates, and especially because I'm a defender, and for a defender to win this, it needs to be mainly uh, because of the team. Um, and so a big thanks to, to all my teammates. I've said many times before, uh, we, when we went up to, to warm-up in, uh, in the Carabao uh, Cup final, just by going into the warm-up and just feel the heat, to feel the noise, you just feel, you feel like a football player. So uh, I'm looking, really, really looking forward to, to have that warm uh, whenever you go inside the pitch and to, to hear them scream. Yeah. Feel good, feel fresh. <laughs> Ready for more. Thank you for voting in me. Your Etihad player of the season. Feel good, feel fresh, ready for more. I tell you what, that is music to my ears as a Manchester City fan. I can say as well that he got my vote for for player of the season. Of course, not forgetting as well, he got the Football Writers Award on Friday as well for player of the season. Uh, Kev, I mean for you, deserved, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great call. I think the Man City fans got it spot on. There's been some unbelievable performances from other individuals, but I think he's just brought that togetherness, that that defensive prowess, wanting to defend, putting his body on the line, and, and it's, it's made a big difference. What do you think, what, what are the things that he's done and, and brought to the team, Paul, for it to have been such a kind of, you know, contrast from him being, from not being in the team to being in the team? I think he, he loves defending, you know, and I think that's a rarity nowadays, and, um, you know, centre-halves, first and foremost, um, back in the day, wanted to defend, wanted to head it, wanted to kick it, block shots, but, um, the recent um, modern-day centre-half wants to play out for the back and, and get it down. It's just how the game's evolved. He can do that, but he loves defending, you know, and it's the leadership qualities that, that he's got. It's not just him shouting, but how, how he positions people around him. Positionally, as a defender, he's fantastic, but he makes sure that very rarely does he get caught out because he's always tucking defenders in and around him and midfielders in front of him, you know, to protect himself. But, I mean, Andy's probably a better one to talk about centre-half, but since he's come in, he's been an absolute revelation. And to think he's only 23, his first season in the country during COVID as well, you know, so it's not as if... Um, it's been easy for him, but to settle as he, as he has done has been unbelievable. I mean, and, and Andy, we'll, we'll, we'll come to you then. I mean, what, what are the things that you kind of uh, admire and, and, and think are some of his strongest qualities, of course, knowing the position so well? Well, I think the, the two lads have already spoke about them. You know, he wants to defend, first and foremost. He wants to stop the ball going in the net. He wants to head balls out of his box, and he wants to go and have a battle with a striker. You know, great components to have, you know, and he's... Um, I think the timing was right as well when he came in, you know, we were in a bit of a lull, it wasn't great at that point and I think people, again, I've seen, I've been in squads where a player's come in and everybody picks himself up a little bit as a reaction, and especially if he's a good player yeah. um, and Stones has reacted to that, you know, Laporte then looks, where am I in the pecking order, everybody picks up their game and uh, coincided with some people coming into some real form um, and, you know, the catalyst for that has to be Diaz. Um, he's been exceptional and I'm just amazed that a 23 year old can have them qualities. You know, you talk about centre halves that the prime at 28, 29, um, 23 years old. You know, he could be at this club for the next decade yeah. and win many, many trophies because he has the qualities and the leadership to show that, um, you know, he can step into that role as, as years go by. Well, I mean, I think as well, um, uh, Pep Guardiola came out and said, kind of without us even voting or kind of saying it, he just moved into the circle of the kind of circle of captains within the club. And to do that at 23, 
one, as you say, is quite incredible. But for me, Andy, I ask, has any Manchester City player, maybe to all of you actually, had such an impact in their first season that you can recall, other than maybe Sergio Aguero? Yeah, I mean, I'm listening. To, I'm sure we could chuck names where people have, have been incredible when they've come in. But um, it's just, you know, for that position, again, I say as a 23-year-old, you know, to have such an impact and stand out. We think about all the great centre-halves over the years. And they were they were never 23, you know. They were bit part players then and building their careers. You know, it was always 28, 29, 30. You talked about the great centre-halves in this league. I think we can, they'll all be coming to our heads now. But to be that age and his communication and, and the demands he puts on the people around him. Look at him. I mean, it's... It's, uh, it's so refreshing in the modern era to see players willing to talk, willing to demand, willing to. And you're not you're not calling your teammates out, but you're demanding of them. You know, there's no fear there to say, you know, more, give me more. And 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 again, he leads by example because he leads the way he, he's fearless in the tackle. He puts his head in anywhere, and people react. Players react to that kind of courage and. Long and, and it looks like the lads really like him. Yeah. Um, look, they look a real, really close group anyway, but he's obviously got a real good character. Lads like him. Uh, and Andy's right about the timing being right. He's come in and, and, and made a big impression, obviously. And, and the one thing I can liken it to is when Andy himself come in. Um, obviously, we're talking a, at different levels that where we were at the time, but the timing, we needed someone at that time, and Andy come in and, and had an impact on us um, and, and helped us get over the line that season. Well, if that, you know, Paul, having experienced that impact, then as the player, then what, what, would, what has it done to them, to the, as we've seen kind of around you, Kyles and Cancelos? Yeah, and no, it gives you a lift, especially when, you know, the lads are right, when the team was struggling a little bit um, and not getting the results, conceding goals. And, you know, when somebody like that comes in at such a young age, there was a lot of pressure on him as well, a lot of money spent on him. But when you come in and you hit the ground running, as he's done, um, and you put in the performances that he's done, it gives everybody else around you a lift. It gives this, the forwards a lift, knowing that if they get one or two chances, if they don't quite get them, that defensively we're so much more sound. Whereas, you know, if you're conceding goals, as a forward, there's a lot of pressure on you if you get that one chance and you miss it and you end up snatching it. But he's just come in and he's relaxed everybody around him, which... As, as we're all saying, it's an unbelievable feat for somebody so young. Yeah, remember there is one big game to come in Porto next week. And uh, actually, while, while we kind of wait to, to have our moment around Sergio Aguero, Kev, as we, as we look to that game, and obviously we're all hoping for the win, how do you think City can go about doing that next Saturday? What are the key, key things and where are the key battles going to be? I, I think the, the, the key battles, well, look, they need to go about it in the way they've gone about this season. But I'm with, with Andy on it. Andy spoke about the, the, the turnover is, is massive against the Chelsea team that have a little bit of pace on the break. So that is key that they don't get um, switched off and sloppy. Um, obviously, going forward, I think we'll always score goals. But the turnover is going to be vital in that game for me. Stemming that counter... Uh, Andy, you know, just tactically, what is what is the kind of the kind of the best approach to that? Obviously, because they have got some quick players in in Werner and in Pulisic. Obviously, we've come against Mbappe and Neymar, but how do they go about stemming that and not getting caught out? Maybe as we saw for that kind of penalty today. Well, ideally, we don't we don't give the ball away. We don't yeah. break down. Um, it's you know from wide areas outside of the 18 yard line crosses from there you don't get countered on it's in that sort of they call it it's called zone 10 now which is an 18 yard box outside your 18 yard box if that breaks down there with pace that's where we'll get hurt and making sure we don't give the ball away there obviously tactical fouls correctly and then communication from behind players can't switch off for one second and watch 
De Bruyne is on the ball. They've got to make sure everything's boxed off. Make sure everyone's switching on. Kevin, um, sorry, um, Diaz and, and John Stones are great communicators. What's ahead of them? So they've got to talk relentlessly and make sure that nobody switches off. And then we've got to win it back. But ideally, we we look after the ball and um, you know we'll look. Listen, tactically, we, we, there'll be so much going into this week. But there's one massive thing which is so important in football and in life. You know, it's the hand of fate and good fortune and that will play a part and we need that to be on our side um, and when it shines on you it's your day and you know uh, I've got a fantastic feeling about this um, and you know it, it, we go about it do the best you can prepare meticulously and then what, just take whatever you get you know but as long as you don't leave nothing behind give everything you've got you know they'll do us proud no doubt about it there's a there's a young man who hopefully will be on that starting 11 pitch Phil Phone it's actually going to be his day his birthday the day before the final I think he, Am I right in saying, Gallery, he turns 21? He only turn, he'll turn 21 on the Friday before the game. Paul, it feels like there could be a, there's a little something in there for him to really kind of solidify what has been his coming-of-age season, would you say? Yeah, and he's, look, he's just he's an amazing talent. We keep maxing Lyric about all the time. What more can you say? But, you know, even the European games, he was outstanding. The game against Dortmund, when we did go behind, he was the one player at the tender age of 20 that took the game by the scruff of the neck and really, really went and pushed us forward. And to think... He's going to be playing, you know, he's what, is this his third Premier League he's won already? Um, three Premier Leagues, 20 year old, 21. Has he won birthday. a fancy dress? What? Christmas party, <laughs> <laughs> That is the question. I, I think you've won it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> but Cal, Cal, Cal what, 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 on. <laughs> what a stage for the players, you know. The opportunity is there, you know, if you, you're knocked out, you're out of it, you're looking on, but the stage is there for them players to write their name, not just into our history, into the, in the history of football. Um, and, you know, that's what they'll be thinking. De Bruyne, it feels like it's just that stage is meant for him, you know. How do players go about combating, though, performing on that stage? Because I think that is something that, you know, is, as great it has been, it has still trickled into City's game. You, you know, I think there was even, you think, in the first maybe 20 minutes of the Dortmund game, we looked nervous, you know, and I think Bellingham had that chance. PSG, there was 20 minutes where you could see it, it had rippled into our game a bit, and you go, if you just could let that go and be confident, I don't feel any team can stop us, but how do you go about having that mindset that's a question to all, all three did you I think you've just got to ride the storm at any point mm. in the game and um, when you're up against it and look when you get to the latter stages of the Champions League and the Champions League final you're up against top quality teams and I think sometimes you've got to accept that they are going to have the ball sometimes and they are going to put you under a little bit of pressure and you've just got to soak it up and and, and be relentless in what they do and that's, this is what this team's great at is relentless with and without the ball and believing that they're doing the right thing all the time and even when teams are getting on top of them a little bit first half in Paris you know and for 25 minutes in that game Paris Saint-Germain what <laughs> were all over us you know and but we just sat in there um, we believed in the right things and, and we went ahead and, and got the result in the end yeah. I, I just think the shackles are off we've, we're at the final now I, th I think in the past what's gone before um, the nervousness comes from are we going to get there are we going to miss out at the last stage again now the, the fact that they're in the final that they're going to Porto I just think this team can go out there and let the shackles off and, and do what they do and I, I, I think we win I think we win the Champions League so I mean I hope we do and I guess Andy as well the, the other final thing with all of that is kind of going you also need your leaders to, to step up and maybe mm -hmm. be there on the pitch should we need them in those little difficult moments that are going to come 
Yeah, the, the leadership comes in many different ways. You know, Foden shows leadership qualities at times by his bravery and, he, you know, his lack of fear to go and get the ball in tight areas. Ferrandinho, De Bruyne in his own ways, Diaz, Stoke, they'll all come through. What they, what they must reinforce themselves this week when they're collectively or individually in twos and threes and fours is just keep saying, we've just got to, we've, we've got to believe it's our day. It's our day. It's our destiny to win the, the, you know, the Champions League this year. Keep reinforcing that continually. That nothing, nothing is going to stop us this weekend being, being the European champions. That's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for joining us. City are Premier League champions and the trophy is back at the Etihad. It feels pretty good, doesn't it? Stay tuned to mancity.com and the official Man City app throughout the week as we bring you all the latest ahead of Saturday's Champions League final. Arguably the biggest game in this club's history. Until next time, stay safe and look after one another.